Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. First thing we need to talk about is the tapes Milo Yiannopoulos leaked of Richard Spencer going on a psychopathic rant uh, about Jews, black people, every minority group pretty much that he hates uh, after the Charlottesville riots. I can't repeat what he said, obviously, on this show, and nor am I going to play it. But if you go to YouTube, go to Milo Yiannopoulos' YouTube channel, you can watch a video where Richard Spencer goes on this like absolutely crazy rant. And the thing is, like, it didn't entirely surprise me, but when you hear the anger, the hatred, and the vitriol in his voice, like it just shows you, like this guy is is either, like I personally think, in my opinion, he could be some sort of like CIA or controlled opposition plant sort of thing. Like he could just be controlled opposition, but at the same time, uh, he could also just be a total psychopath. So I don't know what he is, but he's absolutely insane. And this video just shows you how he's. I mean, he just lost it. He was so angry and hateful, and he he was, like, just going off by blaming the Jews for things. And he was blaming the Jews for things, blaming a whole bunch of other people for things. It was just ridiculous. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, it wasn't I, surprising. No, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it all because uh, I watched the edited, uh, or I... I, I listen to the edited version of the tapes and like half the thing was like a bleep so yeah i couldn't really but i but i pretty much got the gist of it yeah but um, so let me get this straight mr spencer you hate pretty much everybody is that right that yeah pretty much everybody except for white people got it okay That's i don't even know if he likes white people to be honest it was it was interesting so you like listen to the first round he was with uh jf uh noted uh what was it autistic uh, groomer? If, if that's um, what I understand about JF, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this guy because that was the original part of it. He was in a, a talk with him. I know he used to be on like a few of those uh, internet blood sports things. Yeah, but, I've heard uh, of JF before. Yeah, no, it was very kind of funny because like Richard Spencer was getting really upset over the fact that like some people, you know, in the alternative rights sphere were like religious because he's, you know, an, an atheist. And I thought that was interesting that he was yeah. like getting so butthurt over that. He and was. Then the second part, like it, it kind of sounded like he was just, you know, an egotistical crybaby. He's like, oh, you know, we lost. Like he, he was just, it was almost funny, but like. 
Kind of sounds like a guy who's like on a cocaine withdrawal. Like he kind of looks like you know the Wolf of Wall Street sort of dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street. Like he loses all his money, and he's like, "No, why?" He's like a big like rich crybaby. It's like, dude, grow up. No, his mom just took his Xbox. That's why. Oh yeah, now he's like rage quitting. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, such like, a awesome. pathetic failure. Honestly, though, why are people still even paying attention to this guy? Like, what has he, what has Richard Spencer really even done other than just like give interviews to, like CNN and like Vox? Well, he what did. What has he actually accomplished in he, his life? He did do that Charlottesville rally, which was a total success. Irony noted. So, like, did he, was he the one that set it up or did he just kind of co opt it? I'm not 100% positive, but I know he had a big, he, he was definitely involved with it quite a bit. I don't know if he was actually the main man behind it. No, he was. Uh, he was a big influence on it. I would. But there's other people. Like, was he the one who started, or is he, you know, just involved with it in some way? I'll Google that right now. Actually, to fact check it. Because I don't even know if he started that. He just seems so totally like, you know, he doesn't even do anything. Like he's just kind of there to go and take interviews because he's got you know these out there beliefs about whatever. Like, what what are you doing? Like he had, like I think he had some sort of show or talk show or like internet publication or something, it, which no one even cares about. Yeah, I know. Like he gets, he has hardly like his followers like on Twitter and YouTube are totally plateaued at around like seventy, eighty thousand. He's he hasn't grown at all because nobody likes him. Everyone hates him. Everybody thinks he's an idiot. He did organize that rally, Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville with Jason Kessler. They're listed on Wikipedia as the two main organizers of the rally and okay. so you organized a failed rally Ooh. yeah you organized the worst optics rally ever where somebody died they were killed you know by one of his own alt-right people you know it's it's so bad i i know i he is pretty much irrelevant but he's also let's be honest guys like this is a major blow to cnn because one of their contributors is now in trouble <laughs> yeah, that's what i was gonna say was wasn't he on jake tapper or something yeah, he's he's a he's a, a credible voice on CNN. He's their contributor on anything related like, to Donald Trump. Yeah, like, and this is this is like, they weren't they the ones that always said like, oh, you shouldn't be giving these alt right people a platform. A platform, yeah, right. They used to yell at they used to yell at the uh, you know the right platforms for you know having a platform for alt-right people, even though most of them really weren't alt-right. Or alt -right. I don't yeah. think really any of them, actually. But but then you go and you you go and hire the most alt-right dude there is. Yeah. Like, what do you... Uh... How much do you think he actually believes what he says? Like, honestly, I think I don't he, know. he's probably like an FBI plant. That was my theory, I, I... partially, is that he could be an FBI, CIA plant that's controlled opposition or controlled opposition. Or, you know, because like, they also have stuff where, you know, in that, um, I think he got a court hearing or lawsuit, whatever, for like being his wife. The guy is insane. Or like, did they just sort of pluck him out and they're like, Okay, this is who we'll use as our alt-right figurehead. He'll be our, you know, they kind of like pushed him as that sort of figure. Yeah, no, he just, I just don't think, I honestly don't think he believes in what he preaches. Because, like, I saw this thing where he was apparently dating, like, some, like, feminist, like, Wiccan person. And, like, he he's an atheist and all this other stuff. And, like, I don't know. He just does not seem to be the sort of person. Like, he doesn't have any kids. 
He claims to be part of the alt. Well, I don't think he has any kids. Yeah, he's so not I mean, doing a good job at continuing the white race, is he? No, he's he's really not. No, and wait. I think he like well, didn't he date like an Asian person too? So that's mm. kind of you know against his own ideology. Like you know, this, this guy's. I think he's just a fraud. He probably just takes people's money and pretends to be, you know, this like crazy guy. He's a Nazi there. larper. Yeah, pretty much. He's the Kylo Ren of the alt right. <laughs> Wait, like, no. what does he, like, you know, who is that? Like, the only other person, like, he really even does shows with is, like, this JF guy who took money from George Soros. And what? He admitted to it. What? Yeah, like, there was a video where he admitted to taking, like, a donation from George Soros. <laughs> oh, God. And that God. was funny because, he, like, he was on a live stream with, like, Richard Spencer when he said that. And even Richard Spencer was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> when you even go over the line for Richard Spencer, like, after you know you've really gone far. Did you find and something like, to her? Yeah, I think they did have kids actually with them. This um woman Nina Kupriyev. Yeah, the um, Russian she, immigrant. Yeah, the Russian immigrant. Apparently, they did have a kid or something. Oh God, I feel sorry Trying for that kid. It, yeah. Was it a mail order bride? <laughs> yeah, it's probably all, the only way he could get like a wife or a well, girlfriend. How does this guy even have the money? Like, where is he getting his income? I, he's, his parents are wealthy. Oh, yeah, or CNN, but, like, his parents, I think, are rich. I don't know what they are, what they did, but I think his parents are rich, so he's just a spoiled brat. He just looks like a trust fund baby. I know that, I know this is, I know this is probably tied to a joke that somebody else said, but how, how long are these, how long are these, like, racist white power meetings? Like, what could they possibly be talking about? Like, I, I would imagine it'd be, like, something like, okay, so weekly update we still hate everybody right yeah still <laughs> hating everybody right okay uh yeah yeah janice are we still doing the uh bake sale for the no okay <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, i don't even know what he does like what, what's because he calls himself like a community organizer or his defenders will like what communities is he organizing and what do they do with those means yeah like he said it's like oh we hate everyone that isn't us yeah okay moving on you know, I, I hate Saul Linsky, but at least he published something. Dude, Saul Linsky's yeah, smart, though. Saul Linsky well, knows he what he's smart. doing. Like, he actually published something, He and he actually, you know, did stuff. I have you know, respect he, for him. I, I, I mean, I think he's terrible, but, you know, he has some good advice in his book. But, like, Richard Spencer, he probably couldn't get a book published. Mm. I don't think he even knows how to like write things in like to that would actually get people interested in listening to it. And the funny thing too is like when the left goes, Oh, Milo should be deplatformed, he spreads hate, he spreads bigotry. Where are they all you know, where are they calling for the deplatforming of Richard Spencer? He's still on yeah. Twitter, he's still on YouTube, he's still on Facebook, I assume. He's still on like every platform. And it's because he's ineffective. Nobody cares about him, and the left needs somebody to, you know, some boogeyman to smear the right as racist, so they keep him on. And, you know, CNN invites him into their studios as a contributor. They don't invite Milo on. They don't invite, you know, any of, you know, Trump's influential supporters on, like Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis. None of those people get a platform. No, you got to shut them down. You got to throw them in jail. You got to silence them. You got to censor them. But Richard Spencer is A-OK, -okay, and he can receive a title as a uh, CNN contributor. Wait, does he actually have that title? I'm not even kidding you. If you look at the video where Richard Spencer's on CNN recently, like out of the blue, like a few months ago, they invited him on. Uh, I think it was when um, Donald Trump made the tweet where he said Ilan Omar and the gang, uh, or not the gang, the squad, <laughs> uh, should go back to their countries of origin, fix it up, show how their socialist policies would work, and then come back here. 
Richard Spencer was invited on CNN, and when you read like the uh, you know the graphics at the bottom, it says Richard Spencer, CNN contributor. That's gotta be. Yeah, that's gotta be like you know like a a, a YouTube troll or something. Like no, no, no. I seen the video. It's on CNN's actual oh. YouTube. This thing is for <laughs> real. Oh my God, CNN, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, let me see if I can. F I'm actually gonna have to find the actual. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. It says Richard Spencer, white nationalist. <laughs> A CNN contributor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it actually said CNN contributor, but they put I think contributor on there or something. It's so funny. It's one of the yeah. funniest things you've ever seen ever. That's nuts. nuts. I think a little bit of that. I think a little bit of that though is the the amount of threat. Like Richard Spencer's not really much of a threat. No. So like that they like they need like like the these liberal outlets, they need a non threatening figure to compete with. Because usually they you know, you know, not a lot of these mainstream media outlets they have the whenever they talk about a topic, it's always like three liberals and then one conservative and then all of them gang up on the conservative like well to be fair fox does the same thing with uh yeah no that's what that, i was uh, yeah i fox does do it too but i'm saying if the conservative or the person that is like the the person that they're trying to gang up on is an easy target or is not threatening then it makes for better for everybody or their fan base or whatever mm. if it's somebody like milo yiannopoulos or like somebody that's actually smart enough to call them out on their bs or whatever then it doesn't really bode as well oh well, here's the thing i pulled up the cnn video it doesn't say cnn contributor on there but they have him like in studio mic'd up you know with nice lighting he's basically a contributor he may not be okay. a. That, that's still different, though. You, you can't. Well, maybe one thing they said he was a CNN contributor. Yes. That would have been an, um, hilarious. But the thing is, is they still like invited him into their studio. Like he, they didn't have him like Skype in or anything though. Like they brought him in. They they gave him a nice mic and nice studio to be in. It's ridiculous still. Well, you know, I I can see why they do too, because it makes a right look bad when you have people like him, and you know, it's. Yeah. It's it's a Linsky tactic. Yeah, you know, we talked about him earlier. That is one of the tactics in there. I remember reading something about that. Like, you want to go and get the most like bizarre person, then use them, like create them into a spokesperson for whatever you're fighting against. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Personal. Yeah, like, pick. You know, it's like pick the target, personalize it, and attack it, or some along those lines, and that's what they did. Yes, you know, like we, you know, the people on the right probably do the same thing for some of the real whack job people on the left. Although there's so many of them these days, it's not hard know, to you, find them. Yeah, like you get the, you know, the little kid who's like a drag queen at like age twelve, you know, stuff like that. And then you get like catch up that that person who's like at that that Wall Street protest years ago went on the Colbert Report. Mm -hmm. That kind of like that that person probably single handedly destroyed uh, the March on Wall Street. <laughs> When they got some guy named Ketchup. Was it the Occupy Wall Party. Street thing? Yeah, yeah, they got some guy named Ketchup like, to go and represent them. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, to segue into something that's kind of related to, the Groyper thing is continuing uh, You know, with these talks. Recently, Ben Shapiro gave a talk at Stanford, I believe, and Ben Shapiro totally changed his whole speech, I think it sounds like, where he 
just attack the alt-right, dismantle the alt-right. But when Ben Shapiro does it, he doesn't really do it genuinely or honestly. And you'll see why in seconds he sent out a really stupid tweet about the alt-right because he doesn't know what the alt-right is. And look, his friend says alt-right. I would argue he's at least an identitarian, maybe alt-right. I'm not 100%. I really don't know enough about Fuentes to say. I, I wouldn't side with, you know, I wouldn't have Fuentes as like a, you know, a, a figurehead or a, um, the guy, a spokesperson for like the Trump, you know, America first, uh, pro, you know, America movement. He's too extreme on stuff, especially with the whole identity politics stuff. You know, he goes way over the line with that stuff. But Ben Shapiro took some questions at his event and I'm not, I've heard multiple stories in this. Some people say the questions were vetted. Shapiro is saying it's not at all that none of the questions were vetted. I'd have to look to actually find out because I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, Shapiro then sent out, uh, oh wait, this was in August 2016. Okay, the date on this tweet makes things a bit different. I didn't realize this tweet was sent out three years That's ago. ridiculously said that. In 2016. Well, yeah, it's so ridiculous he says in 2016 because it was in 2015 when the alt-right, the term alt-right had a, you know, the, the the new right was using that term without knowledge of what it actually meant. But August 31st of 2016, so we're basically at September, we're a few months before the election, that's when the term, you know, we, we knew what it meant by then. But he made a list here. He says, as per your silly request, your 20 alt-right friendly or alt-right uh, people slash outlets. Have at it, Hugh uh, Hewitt. And he lists Breitbart News, Ann Coulter, Milo Yiannopoulos, Donald Trump, Pat Buchanan, Ron Paul, Steve Saylor, Mike Cernovich, Alan Bakari, Alex Jones, Jim Goh, Jared Taylor, Richard Spencer, Peter Brimlow, Vox Day, Joseph Sovereign, V. Dare, American Resistance, Paul Craig Roberts, John Derbyshire. Now, the big problem right here I'm having is he puts... In the same group as Milo, Alex Jones, Ann Coulter, Breitbart, Ron Paul, Donald Trump, he throws in Jared Taylor and Richard Spencer, who are two clearly alt-right crazies. And he kind of, you know, covers himself by saying alt-right friendly or alt-right people slash outlets. Put his old, like, place of work in there. Yeah, that's true. He used to write a break bar. What's he doing? Was he saying that he's an alt-right person no, as well? No, he, he, that, that was his way of sandbagging his old employer, mm -hmm. right? That was his way of taking a pop shot. And he listed them first. That was like the first yeah. one. Well, I guess he doesn't want a job there anymore. Well, probably then after. Oh, no. After no, he's. Uh, I mean, this was. He's financially this was... well off. He's financially well oh, off. Oh, yeah. After. Yeah, he goes to colleges and they pay him like a year's salary for like a regular person and for like a single night. No, no, no. It's true. Ben Shapiro asks, from what I've heard, around $55,000 to speak on the campus. That is insane. Yeah, it's like a year's salary for, you know, a good portion of America. Yeah. Honestly, he, really he thinks he's worth that, like now. No, he's not. He, he really isn't. I am not impressed by him at all anymore. You know, he is a neocon, never Trumper. He's wrong about so many things. So many predictions he's made are completely wrong. He thought Trump would never win. He thought Trump would never appoint Supreme Court justices that were conservative. And he's slandered Alex Jones, slandered Gavin McGinnis, slandered Milo. I think he called Milo basically a white nationalist, which is insane because I guess now his husband's guy got kicked out of the country. 
And, you know, he said, like, Gavin McGinnis was a horrible person, but, like, not as horrible as Milo or something like that or vice versa. The guy is just, he's total slimy. And he's, he just smeared Alex Jones when he tweeted out the fake news that Alex Jones had kitty porn on his InfoWars computers, which turned out to be completely false. Somebody actually planted it, and Alex was looking, you know, to uh, find out who did it. But the article is making it sound like that it was Alex's employees that had it on there, you know, that they watched kitty porn. So he's just totally fake. This guy is totally, you know, either doesn't do his research or he doesn't care and wants to eliminate his competition this way. Well, he's just, yeah, he's he's the worst type of person on the right because, you know, we have a hard time enough, like, you know, actually getting stuff done, like fighting the left. We don't need people to be complete, like, punching to the right all the time and, like, just attacking people who aren't attacking him. Like, yeah. actual people who do real work, like Alex Jones, like, he's he's done a lot of real work. Like, you know, he's done independent reporting. He's broken a lot of stories, and a lot of people don't really pay attention to it. And, you know, he's done some stupid things in the past. But, you know, I think the world's a better place with, with people like Alex Jones. Like, actually, you Look know. at Mike Cernovich. Yeah. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. That guy, that's the guy who opened up the, you know, the Jeffrey, the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Like, are you kidding me? If it's not for that guy, we're probably not even talking about all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Oh yeah. Um, what was Milo doing about that? You know, what was he? What was he doing? What what sort of original like? You mean Ben Shapiro? Yeah, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. What, what was he doing? I know he's yeah. done nothing. Like here's the thing. Think of Ben Shapiro. What has he accomplished for the conservative movement? What has he I mean, done? He's, he's a good debater. He, he's a good debater, but that's about it. You know, he just like regurgitates like you know milk toast conservative viewpoints. Yeah. That, that's about it. I mean, we do need, and I mean, to be fair, we do need like a strong debater, but like we don't need someone who's constantly just attacking people on the right. Yeah. Like that does nothing. That That is a negative. And look and at all the journalist work Milo has done. He broke Gamergate, basically. He uncovered some uh, bad actors in the right wing movement, you know, like legitimately bad actors like Kalen Robertson and the, um, uh, his, boyfriend film crew helper guy and then he dropped this leaked audio of richard spencer like the guy has done more journalism than a lot of other people on the right a lot of these are big names and journalism is actually what helps us it reveals the truth of certain things it brings to light some things that nobody else is willing to bring to light you know that's the that's the important thing it's not like the New York Times or the Washington Post where they kind of are kind of lazy. They don't do much investigative reporting anymore. Or they only do it on certain things. Like Milo's doing it on stuff that nobody else is doing, and so is Mike Cernovich and a few other people. So, oh God, Ben Shapiro is just—he just annoys me so much. I like how he—I like how he took that pop shot at Donald Trump too. Well, this was back in 2016. I'm, I'm not surprised. He was a never Trumper. Yeah. He claims he's not anymore, but to, to be track. honest, yeah. I don't trust that. I don't, I don't trust anything that guy says. He, I don't know. I mean, he does good in the fact that, like, there's some things that he does that's all right, but, I mean, just in general, he just seems like a terrible person. Exactly. Like, he's not, like, I mean, sure, he does, like, you know, that, that he'll debate people, and, like, he's usually pretty good with those for the most part. But everything else, he just kind of, Mm. I, I'm reading this article about his speech and there's one part that's so relatable 
It says flyer flyering controversy. That's a weird term to use for this. Some flyers hung in dorms, advertising Shapiro's talk, were torn down or crumpled. Hmm, we've never had that before here at Penn State, oh, wow. have we? Especially not for a Sargon event. What uh, a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Sparking controversy on campus. One incident led to a confrontation at a Latinx-themed dorm, Casa Zapata. Yeah, so... Oh, they can, they can just have, like, racially segregated dorms over there? Yeah, it's kind of... Ra- segregation is uh, pretty okay. racist. Martin Luther uh, King didn't fight for that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, didn't Martin Luther King, like, kind of try to end that? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's funny, but... I, I Let's just say, if you thought lots of flyers were torn down this semester here, ooh, next semester, you're going to see an insane, like, army of, like angry you know left is just tearing down all these flyers that we're gonna put everywhere because we're gonna have to make a huge order of these flyers you gotta get the uh the ally to help print some stuff up yeah we gotta yeah. talk to a bunch of groups yeah. to help us and i'm thinking we should like laminate them so they can't crumple them and then yeah. just like staple it all tape it to the you know with with um packaging tape to the billboard so they will have to We're work so hard. We're about to though, though. And then plus when we table, we gotta have like two or maybe three people at the table so that way one person's like videotaping. Yeah. We're gonna get a lot yeah. of hate for this one. And somebody that honestly isn't harmful. He isn't, you know, uh, he really isn't as like controversial as people make him out to be. But well, it'll I'm be fun. Fewer than 20 minutes in a Thursday's event, a smoker of protesters interrupted the event, chanting, oh, yeah. hey, hey, ho, ho, Ben Shapiro's got to go. They literally did that exact same chant. At our event. For the past five years. Come on, guys, get a new chant. It is so, like, 2015. I know. They oh, they started it with, hey, hey, ho, ho, Donald Trump has got to go. Then they would, they would just, like, repl- they would be like, hey, hey, ho, ho, insert name of somebody we hate has got to go. They use it for every stupid event. Every stupid chant is that one. Yeah. And then yeah, I think they also use the um, so-and-so, racist, sexist, anti-gay. It doesn't matter who it is, but they always fit that criteria, you know? Well, that'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be that'll be funny. I'll just leave leave that one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, if they call Milo anti-gay, so... then I'd be really confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they called. It, yeah. I don't know. Like this, that whole thing. Like, I I think someone had like a Pete Booty gag, uh, or not Pete Booty gag. It was the other guy he dropped out. Oh, Beta. Beta. Yeah, like they found like a card and it was like by their organizers and it had like the list of all these chants that they were supposed to get people to sing. I'm just like, I I knew what this was. This had me controlled opposition. This was not organic in the least. But here's the stupid thing about that. It's like, why do they need a card for the chants? Like it's always the same chants. They like have these memorized. Yeah, they probably have an app. I wonder if they have an app for that. <laughs> we need to go like find somebody's like in the involve these campaigns. Like, see, if they have like a campaign chanting app. They just like have a list of these things you're supposed to chant. I'm gonna look that up right now in the app store. You know what's funny is like after beta dropped out, since I went to the beta work event at Penn State last year, I got on their texting list, and they sent me a text after he dropped out saying. Oh, last call to campaign for beta or to phone bank or something. wants some extra money. I know, and I'm, I literally responded uh, with the tr- the tweet that Trump set out when beta dropped out. 
I forget what Trump specifically said. It was, it was super funny. But that's all I did was just drop the tweet. I didn't say anything else. I don't know if I still have the text uh, thread there, did but they, they didn't reply. Fun? I don't think they responded. Yeah, because they probably got fired. That was part of their last thing. They <laughs> get like an extra bonus or something. Yeah, that was their last day. You could get some like dumb people just going to donate to us, even though they know we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. You can collect like, you know, just tons of money doing this. Oh, and the tweet that Trump read, uh, sent read, oh, no, Beto just dropped out of the race for president despite him saying he was, quote, born to do this, unquote. I don't think so. <laughs> so I just sent that to them, but they didn't even respond back. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the text thread. Yeah, I sent, like, an image of that tweet. They didn't respond. It said, hi, this is Sandra with Beto HQ. Thank you for supporting our campaign. Tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. ET, we invite you to join us for our last call with Beto and the team sign up here <laughs> let's see if I go to the sign up oh it's a zoom uh hang out oh I missed it it's on <laughs> it's, it's on November 7th oh I'm so oh I should oh I should have gone in that that would have been funny we could have trolled it <laughs> yes yeah, oh I should have done it darn like who who was Beto even really speaking to? Like let's be real. Like who would be like, oh, this Beto guy, he's got what it takes to beat Donald Trump. <laughs> like who? Like what? What sort of voter would like vote for this guy? Uh, no, there are people like that. Yeah, like some yeah. of the girls thought he was like kind of good looking. I'm like, no. How would you rate like, him? This, like he didn't do no, anything. Like he, I, I think he was like. A, like a one-term like Congress, like Texas Congress person or something like that was the most he did in his life, other than getting arrested for like DUI. Yeah, almost killing somebody. Yeah, and he would like brag about like taking people's guns. That that was another <laughs> thing. Oh, speaking of like looks, I will mention real quickly that in Sam Richards' Social 19 class, we had a Korean day and we talked about K-pop. And he put a picture of like BTS, which is a Korean K-pop band, up on you know the screen. And it's these sort of like it's like it's like a boy band where they have like their jackets and their cute t-shirts and cute shoes and cute tight jean pants. And you know the the people some people think these boys are super cute or that they're hot. And Sam went out of his way to say that. This is what masculinity is going to look like in the future, and this is what women will be attracted to in the future in America. And I'm no. sitting there like, no, 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 no. If you yeah, had that's what, like little girls, it's like Justin Bieber, like, yeah, back in, like when he was like 13 and like all popular. It's like what little like you know 14 year old girls like, but no, people don't like that. Like maybe in Korea, because that's well, they have different know, standards of what you know is sexually attractive in their country. Yeah, like, you know, that does not have a lot of testosterone. Like, let's be real here. Like, if you go and look at it, like, by race, like, testosterone, like, Asians are on, like, one side, and, you know. Well, keep in mind, it's mostly the status and uh, resources they have. So that's what, um, if, okay, to be honest, if these guys are poor and, like, were nobodies, no, no one, one would think they're um, handsome or masculine or something like that. So it's funny you mention that. What? They're, the new masculinity is not masculinity at all. It's just femininity with men. Yeah. Well, that's what you know. our Chinese friend would talk about is that he didn't like how his Chinese culture is getting too feminine. And one of the things he mentioned is that they have a problem with uh, sugar mommies because there are Chinese boys that are good looking. They're good looking, but they're not getting women. They don't have an education, whatever it is. So they're poor and they're hooking up with 
older females to get money. You know, and which is funny. Like a flip. Yeah, roll, we have flip. that problem over here. It's just you know with, with the opposite. But I mean, yeah. And the funny thing too is, uh, Sam then surveyed the class to see you know how many women found the BTS boys attractive. Out of the seven hundred people, seven hundred people, only at most twenty hands went up. I'm gonna do the math on the percentage on that, but that's nothing. I don't know where he's getting this theory from. Like, I like Sam. He's a nice guy. But this is only one, two, three, barely, not even 3% of the class thinks these people are hot and attractive because and would date them. They're not like, you know, teenage girls for the most part. You know, they're mostly adults at that point. Well, like who when you're are, like 14. Well, who are these school. girls who raise their hands? It's mostly international students, which makes sense. Yeah, that's probably, that makes sense too. I mean... Well, who do you who? Okay, if you had to choose between a BTS boy or Jason Momoa, who would you pick? Obviously, who <laughs> Jason? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, why? Come on, why is that? BTS, they're they look at them, they're hot, they're hip, they're well, trendy. He probably has more money than them. Let's start off Ooh. with that, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think uh, you know this is a radio show. I don't think anyone's gonna know what we're talking about because I can't see a picture of these people. <laughs> okay, Jason Momoa was Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones and Aquaman in Aquaman. For those who don't know, Marvel. yeah. Oh, DC. Yeah, DC. Oh, DC, never mind. Yeah, so Jason Momoa is big, strong. I don't even think he's that good looking, personally, but women lose their minds over him. When he takes his shirt off, they freak out. He's just more attractive to them. More masculine. See, this is why he's I masculine. told you to go to the gym. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I, it still worked out for me in the end. Mm, uh, yeah, but still, you should go to the gym. You want to go and get them, you know... Get them all worked up like that. <laughs> Do I really Thank want you that? Know. Would you be fine with that, Tavir? Why? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, Alex is suggesting I go to the gym and make ladies freak out over me. Hey, it's up to you, though, you know. Do, do you yeah, think this yeah, would benefit me? Yeah, yeah, it'll benefit so. you for sure. sure. Like people will take you uh, a lot more seriously. They do take you seriously, but like they'll take you even more. <laughs> okay, no, 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 okay. no. I'm not trying to throw shade uh -huh. at you. No, no, no. Hey, we have a commercial break to go to. The <laughs> 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 no, first that thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, honestly. Well, obviously, okay. If you were to compare, like, um, you know, like the Marine dude we know, not Marine, but see, Marine, you know, Army guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob, yeah. If he's you were to Chad. Come, he, he's Chad. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying he's Chad. You're going to think about him later tonight? So Okay, <laughs> no, yeah. No, 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 people take him seriously. He doesn't really do... He doesn't do much so far, like, when it comes to leadership positions, but people do take him seriously. They still respect him. They really, really respect him, though, yeah. because, like, how, you know, he's, like, much taller, much more... Like, he's, um... He works he's out. a commanding clearly. presence. Yeah, exactly. And um, if you worked out, you'd probably have more of a, a commanding presence, and plus, like, I think more testosterone, maybe. Um, oh, but you're saying gonna, I'm a bit low on that. No, no, but... <laughs> No, I'm saying that like uh, when you do work out, you're just going to be overall more confident. And when you're more confident, it shows. I agree. Let's talk about the recent elections that happened on Tuesday. So the big states that were up for grabs were Kentucky, Mississippi, and Virginia. Kentucky went blue. Virginia went blue. Mississippi went red. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a big uh-oh. And... Some people were all freaking out for Virginia because they're like, oh, my God, the demographics are changing. Virginia has turned blue. It was always red. Uh -oh. Well, here's the issue with that is that Virginia 
in presidential elections hasn't gone red since 2004. And that was when Bush was running. And it's since always gone blue, even when Trump ran. So there's also another factor on this, which is that it got totally gerrymandered uh, very recently for this election, totally redistrict, and obviously helped the Democrats as we see with these results. So I think Republicans need to prop up better candidates and they need to understand the gerrymandering game. Either ban it or fight back against I don't know what. What are your guys' thoughts on the election? The, Repo- the Republican Party of Virginia is woefully incompetent. Like, they should have been able to, like, completely destroy the left a bunch of times, like, with the whole blackface scandal yeah. that came out over there. But they were, they were so just incompetent, they couldn't even accomplish that. Like... You know, they need to go and just find everyone who who was in charge during that time within the Virginia's Republican Party and just fire them and get some, like, good people in there because they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're, they're just so terrible. And they're resting on their laurels because, oh, back in the 1800s, you know, you know, we were, you know, conservative or whatever. Like, back in, you know, the 40s or 50s, we were, we were pretty Republican. It's like, so is California, buddy. But if things have changed. You need to actually, like, get your stuff together. Well, yeah. Maybe another Maryland. Here's the thing, too, is that it was actually Ralph Northam running in that race, too, for governor of Virginia. He's the guy that we still can't figure out if he wore a blackface or if he wore the KKK outfit. We still don't well, know. Did. Probably did both, but you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter because the Republicans don't know how to take advantage. It of, should have been uh, in every you know, single ad. Ralph Northam is a racist. That's what they could have framed it as. So simple. I mean, you could obviously think of maybe something a bit more sophisticated than that if you want. But even just that would have been more effective than what they did. And he, oh, they just they, they just need to go and clean house over there. I don't think. You know, they need to go and have someone, like, from way up just, like, bring... I don't care if you bring some carpetbaggers. Just someone that will know how to do something. Yeah. And, you know, yet that's going to change your message maybe a little bit. Because, yeah, the demographics probably have changed. But you can still make it work if you're smart. Exactly. It's about mobilization. That's... The, the two prongs of campaigns or persuasion and mobilization in my view you know you gotta persuade people they're in the center to vote for you but you also need to mobilize people to come out and vote for you you know you can have the best message ever and nobody would vote for you you need to be able to go on the ground get boots on the ground knock on doors make phone calls and get people to vote for you energize the base bring people out that haven't voted in a long time for you that's what the trump campaign did that's what the brexit campaign did with aggressive social media game sophisticated social media you know uh, targeting that's what you need to do and this should be a tell of that trump was pretty close to to winning virginia too he was the only thing that that really kind of got him in the end was the day before uh, the governor a lot like passed a new like law like at the last minute allowing felons to vote. Yeah, that was that was the only reason why Trump lost there. It was so close. So I mean, it's it's still possible it could swing. Like I mean, they got Pennsylvania to swing in that. You know, they were considered like a, a swing state name only at that time. Yeah, because I remember, remember when we got into the car to go to the watch party on election night? Yeah. That was the first, like, bit of results we heard. 
on the radio, and I heard at the, I remember so clearly in Baker's car was that uh, Trump was winning Virginia. He was ahead, and that was when I was going like, "Oh my god, holy crap, we're gonna win this thing!" Like that was the moment that reality set in for me. That shocked me because I thought, "Wow, we're gonna win this thing now." If Trump's ahead in Virginia. Oh my God, he's got to be killing it everywhere, all over the country. And he was. Like, we turned Michigan, we turned Pennsylvania, we turned Iowa, we turned, um, is it Minnesota or Missouri? Yeah, it's Minnesota, I think. We turned so many states for Trump. And it's it, it's really, you know, that that's the lesson that should be learned is that you can do it if you have the right guy with the right message and the right campaign. You can do it. Yeah. Well, I think some of it, too, is it depends where they're getting the, um, you know, where they're getting like kind of the votes first. Oh, it's Wisconsin, by the way, that I was saying Wisconsin. But, yeah, that's true, too. Where they count the votes, you know, can make it look one way or the other. So that's definitely part of it. Yeah. And I like with Virginia, I I mean, there's like D.C. is growing, too. So there's 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 a demographic change as well like with the voter base, but still it's like you, I don't know. You, you can't like, like the right guy. If you get the, if you put the right guy in there, that's pretty much that pretty much people will follow it. I mean, even in politics, a bad plan is better than no plan at all. That's true. Like, and the, the, it seems like a lot of these, especially like the old school Republicans too, are like really aren't very good at like running with a plan. No, they're failures. And if you look at Pennsylvania, why was the, okay, what was the big reason for Hillary's loss? Trump mobilized the blue collar working class vote. Hillary did not mobilize any of the black vote, any of the city vote. They, a lot of them stayed home. And that's a big reason for why she lost. You look at Virginia here. Hillary got 49.7% of the vote. Trump got 44.4% of the vote. So he was about 5% away. That's not bad for a Republican in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we could have grown from that. But like, 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 like Alex just said, why? how could they not take out Northam? How? It's like it, it, they, they handed them a gift you know, he's got blackface or a clan outfit in his, you know, closet. I mean, this is a total win, but no, couldn't do it. Pretty sad. Because then I remember when I was at the CR meeting, they brought up the whole blackface thing with Trudeau. I mean, they brought up months later and they said, oh, should we, you know, use this against them? Should we, you know, uh, yeah. say that they shouldn't hold Oscars? I'm like, yeah, this is what they're doing to us. You're not going to beat them by just letting them go. You need to, as Alinsky said, hold your opponents to their standards. Their standard is, you know, these people should be canceled. Cancel them. Get them out. And that's the thing. That's what, like, separate Trump from, you know, the traditional Republicans. Why that, that is what we need to go and do, like, you know, people on the right, if they want to actually win, is they need to go and start using these tactics. Because the left have been using them for years. And they've been and winning now, for years. Yeah, like with the new right, you know, the sort of like Trump, the Trumpism, whatever. That's what they've been doing on the right, and it works, but it scares the traditional, like, uh, you know, 
your old-fashioned like neocons and whatnot because they're afraid of that. They want to be like no punches below the belt. But when everyone else is doing it, you got to do it. You know, if everyone yeah. else is like you know cheating, you know, sometimes you got to do the same thing if you want to be competitive. Yeah. You want to go and lose all the time and just you know fail to conserve anything because you can't win elections. And yeah, go ahead, you know, lose. But you know, we you know the right they're starting now to actually develop their own tactics. Like not even just that, you know, using their own tactics against them. But like like look at what Veritas has been doing. You seen the latest one? Oh yeah, we should talk about that. The Epstein Veritas tapes. They yeah, like, for anybody who doesn't know, Project Veritas got a hot mic in the ABC studio of a reporter on a reporter saying that they had all this info on Epstein they had a lot of it and the network spiked the story which means they said at, at last minute they said no nope, we're not airing it and then she said that she doesn't believe for a second basically that Epstein killed himself she thinks somebody took him out because he made his money off of blackmailing people lots of rich and powerful people yeah, yeah you know like that's the stuff that we need from the right. We need to go and use that against you know the left because who, who by and large were the most people taking advantage of Epstein? It was people on the left, people yeah. like Bill Clinton. You know, even internationally, you had the royal family like you know abusing children on the Epstein Island. You had lots of big leftists, and you know Jeffrey Epstein is a big donor to the Democrat Party. Same thing with Harvey Weinstein. Why isn't the you know Republican Party really taking advantage of that information? They're kind of just sitting on their hands for the most part. Yeah. But the ones who win, they will use that to their advantage. They'll go and use this information to go and strike. Well, you know, all I'm going to say is that Hillary Clinton didn't win the 2016 election just like Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, this has becoming a meme. Too, like, yeah, that's fine, too. Like, look how that meme just kind of... Like memes, that meme magic, it's back. I haven't seen it really since the 2016 election, but it literally brought back this Epstein thing. No, the Epstein like the, didn't kill himself meme is the new version of the Bill Clinton is a rapist meme. Yeah, like it, it's literally like the people revolting against the, um, the establishment elite. who just buried the story. Like, I wish I'd go and do that more with the, uh, what was it, the the Las Vegas shooter. Cause I think that that whole thing was kind of buried real quick. Yeah. They never really explained that one properly. And I think, you know, that deserves another look at it. Cause I'm sure that they've been, they probably had some really interesting stuff that got buried at CNN, Fox, at NBC. Uh, you know, I bet they're all probably complicit with it. The only people who would actually go on something would either be like WikiLeaks or, uh, or like verse or not verse. Uh, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> all those big news companies are complicit and kind of like, I don't want to say working together, but they're kind of like, you know, rubbing elbows with each other. Look at, look at what happened with, uh, they, the CBS fired the one, the one person that they thought that had access to the ABC networks, uh, film of, mm -hmm. Of, of the of the video that was on project veritas yeah cbs did that like they that person no longer worked for abc like they, they didn't they didn't hesitate to boot her out and james o'keefe is another example we were talking about earlier somebody on the right who's doing proper journalism and properly good work the guy has uncovered some mm -hmm. major major stories major dirt 
stuff that you wouldn't hear about if he didn't do it because nobody else is doing what he does, which is undercover reporting, investigative reporting. Nobody's doing it at the level he does it at. And he's broken some really good stuff. Like this one's a really fascinating, you know, and you could tell that ABC reporter was just so, um, I don't want to say perplexed, but she was just sort of like, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. And it's kind of disappointed maybe, you know, disappointed that she couldn't have broken this sooner, helped these people, you know, uh, expose Jeffrey Epstein for the sicko he was. If you think about what this guy's doing, it's pretty, it's one of the darkest, sickest, biggest pedophile rings ever. He's has this island where he's flying girls in and out, young girls, to be, you know, raped by rich and powerful people, you know, or to have um, orgies with rich and powerful people. It's one of the most screwed up things ever. And okay. it's been going on for so long. People knew about it. So many people knew about it, but did nothing. Oh, yeah. They want to go blame Penn State for uh, the Jerry Sandusky thing, but... You know, on the which they should, but on the sort of grand scale, this whole Epstein Islands, like, you know, the Jerry Sandusky Times 1000, where you had not only were they like, you know, trafficking and sex, all these kids, they're also like, what do you think? Epstein, why do you think Epstein was doing this? So you could get blackmail on people. They want to say that, oh, Trump had the prostitutes and the PP gate. Yeah, like they're, they're so hypocritical because they've been doing the exact same thing they're accusing Trump of, but with children. And, you know, Democrats all over, you know, Bill Clinton, he was a big frequenter of them, you know, among yeah, many other people. a freaking flyer. I'm, sure. I, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other, like, bigwig Democrats who are traveling to this island over there getting blackmailed by Jeffrey Epstein mm -hmm. to go and get funding. Yeah. And who knows, maybe since Jeffrey Epstein, uh, you know, killed himself, maybe someone will start leaking some of that good information out so he can figure out who these pedophile politicians are and start doing something about it. Well, and he basically had a dead man's trigger on his computers at the island. Because I think when a drone flew by recently, like before he died, they noticed like all the computer hardware was missing. So somebody went in clean house. Because uh, I don't know, it could be one of Epstein's people that was trying to cover him. Or it could be somebody that was, you know, blackmailed. Or had, you know, Epstein had dirt on them and he went in and cleaned it up because he was afraid what could come out on him. And, of course, it was before the FBI raided the place. I don't get why the FBI didn't raid that place immediately because there's so much valuable information that's now probably gone. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see, like, a WikiLeaks dump or an Alex Jones maybe even dump of some of this stuff. You could well, see somebody dump some juicy stuff probably in the coming months or years. Well, it's interesting you mentioned WikiLeaks because it's it's funny. Like, this Epstein stuff happened, like, right around the time oh, uh, that Julian Assange is yeah. – uh, that happened. So that, that's real interesting. I wonder if this was – you know, there's a reason for this. Could be. It just so happened to be at this time. Speaking of elections, there are also talks that Michael Bloomberg is going to be entering the race, the 2020 presidential race to be specific, because – Many people have seen in Alabama that he's gathering some signatures to qualify to get on the ballot of multiple states. All the states for that matter, pretty much. So I'm going to say as a real news prediction right here, Sean, real news prediction that Michael Bloomberg will enter the race. And I think I think he might, might be their nominee. And the reason I, I say that is because 
I think the DNC won Kamala to be their nominee. They bet their money on her the whole time. The donors, the media all bet on her. Her campaign totally failed. It's now shutting down. Even I predicted she'd be the nominee, and I was totally wrong. I still think their nominee needs to be a woman, but now might be their VP. I think Elizabeth Warren is doesn't have enough to be the presidential nominee, and she's probably going to be their VP candidate. I think Bloomberg... Um, well, I think the DNC was shopping around for a new candidate because they were panicking. It's like, we don't have a nominee. What are we going to do? We don't have anybody. We don't want Biden. We want to get rid of him. We need somebody else. So I think they shopped around. They talked to Bloomberg and they said, hey, we'll make it happen for you. And he's like, all right. I think it might it might be him. I don't think it'll end very well because you, you can't do that. So they had, like, if you're going to join, like, you should at least join at the beginning, like, during the debates. Cause that's almost not fair for the rest of people. Like, why even have the debates if you're not going to, you know, choose someone from one of them? Like, that's that, true. Is that, even, is that even, like, allowed? Can you even do that? I guess it someone? is. I guess so. I mean, I, I thought the same thing, too, which is, like, why would you enter now? It's kind of, isn't it past the deadline? But I guess not. I don't know when the deadline is like to you know, get on the ballot in all these states, but I don't know, man. Well, it's the DNC. You know, they, they don't care about rules. They'll just make whatever rules seem seem good. You saw what happened to Bernie last time where he just kind of got, you know, really hit over the head with those super delegates. I yeah. mean, they're, they're, they're so corrupt. Like, what's even the point of even having, like, you know, debates and whatnot and all these rules? Like, if, if they do that, I have a feeling you're going to have someone just, like, flip out. I don't know if it'll be Yang. I don't know if it'll be uh, Tulsi Gabbard. But probably they be Bernie. It'd probably be Bernie that would freak out. Well, they, well, I don't think he I don't think he will. I think he got something happened to him last time. To make I, him well, he's of- not going to win. There's no way. The DNC won't allow it. And oh, AOC, no, no, AOC has already kind of said that Bloomberg is, quote, trying to purchase our political system, unquote, which is aligned the message that Bernie would send, too. So I think Bloomberg is going to enter the race. I never thought he would because he always talks about it, but never does it. I don't think, you know, I always thought he'd be the type of guy to be more behind the scenes, but I think he's going to do it for real this time because if he's trying to get signatures, he's definitely seriously going to enter the race. I mean, if he does that, like, you thought that it was bad last year with, like, you know, the Bernie bros and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like, if he does that, this is going to be ridiculous. Like, people will freak out because, and they, and rightfully so, because that's, you know, they're they're basically bypassing their, whatever, their democratic, democrat process. Mm -hmm. You know, they're completely bypassing just because he's got a lot of money. And he probably would, like, honestly, if he would have done at the beginning, he probably would have been a uh, pretty good candidate. But the whole point of it is to kind of go and, like, you want to go and, like, get the most, like, uh, you know, forged candidate, forge them through fire, see if they can put up with the primaries. You know, what's even the point of primaries if he can't, you can just bypass it like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think what's odd is, like I said, the DNC had always been framing the Democratic Party is the party of women, and it seems like they just want to run a man. I mean, that's not in line with the message they're trying to push or the image they're trying to give of their party, and I think it's, you know, couldn't they have gotten somebody else? That's what surprises me. Well, I think all the people they chose just 
end up being pretty terrible candidates. Yeah. Honest, I don't think they were expecting them to all kind of be that terrible. Like, you know, Biden or Kamala, they probably seem like they would have been good, but they just, they were terrible. And other people, like, you know, I'm, I'm surprised because, like, out of all of them, I think, like, you know, uh, Tulsi Gabbard probably would have been, she would have probably been the most likely to win out of all of them, like the most moderate. I don't think she could have yeah. even come close to winning. I think, well, not the not the primary, but I think if she went against Trump like that, like she would have appealed to more people than you know some of the other candidates. Mm. I will say, uh, it's interesting. Donald Trump Jr. and Tulsi Gabbard were on the View recently. By the way, Jr. I didn't think dude. I don't th- honestly don't think he did that great. I think he had some weak moments, but he did have a great moment in the end when he called out Joy Behar for doing blackface. And, you know, all her co-panelists were all like, oh, no, 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 she totally didn't. And there are pictures of her doing it. Her darkening her skin, as they would put it. <laughs> yeah. They, What's they would, up with Democrats and blackface? It's like, so bizarre. It is just so crazy. Like, you know, honestly, you know, they'd be like, if they weren't the ones who cared so much about it, like no one would probably care, but they're the ones who are the first to speak out about it, but they're the ones who do it more. I've seen more Democrats and left-wing liberal people in blackface than I've seen Republicans, like, you know, 10 to 1. Oh, yeah, totally. It's projection, I guess. It's just projection. Yeah. They're psychology terms. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, kind of is, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it is projection in many ways, and also, it's funny how Tulsi Gabbard was willing to call him out on the show because they called her like a Russian asset and a bunch <laughs> of other things, and she pushed back. But you know, I keep I look at those clips of her, and I'm like, she is in the wrong party. She's a vet. She's a you know, um, uh, more anti-war she's got a lot like she checks some key boxes that eliminate her from being a democrat like any the only reason she's a democrat is because she's in hawaii and that's all she would have you know she has to run as one to get anything there but she's far left on medicare for all she's far left on ubi a bunch of other policies she needs to drop that crap because it's the you know she could genuinely be a great republican candidate because she's good looking she's you know got some military experience that Republican voters always like, and she could, you know, flesh out her, you know, her um, candidacy better if she had more right-wing policies. But she's also got those bad pictures with some Occupy Wall Street and Antifa people that, uh, they're a bit, you know, they're, they're a bit pretty, they're pretty bad. So, I don't know. Well, I, I, Democrat, that's fine because, you know, that they're fine with the Antifa. Yeah. You know, that's that's their that's their armed resistance. You yeah, know, their, their anti-Trump movement. Uh, and no, speaking like, of, I think like she would have probably had the best chance out of all of them if they, if it were to go into like the general election. But for primary, she wasn't radical enough. And that's like when I had a I had a political science class when I was in high school. And, like they were talking about that. Like primaries is like where you get. They try to get the most rat. They end up being like the most radical people out there, but then they had to go and like way tuned down to go into the journal. Yeah. Well, except that's what they always say is like you got to run hard to your base in the primaries and then moderate in the general. And Trump didn't really do that a lot, which is interesting because he was always moderate in some ways, but he did tone down some of the immigration stuff, tone down the 
um, some of his other stances a bit, but his core stuff stayed the same, like building a wall, bringing jobs back, pulling us out of these stupid wars. That stuff remained the same, but there were little changes like, well, it's not a Muslim ban anymore. We're just sort of going to limit. Um, we're going to do a temporary travel ban. There was a few areas where he did change. Like even with immigration, he said, well, we're not going to deport everyone. We're just going to you know, get out the criminals first. But he still kind of kept the core of his campaign together. And I think he did the best. And uh, at the same time, speaking of Trump associates, uh, Roger Stone is now on trial. It's, we've gone to like about four days of his trial. He's on trial for lying to Congress and witness tampering. And Bannon, Steve Bannon testified that Roger Stone uh, implied that he had an indirect link from the Trump campaign to WikiLeaks. And on the first day of the trial, like Milo Yiannopoulos and Gavin McGinnis were there to support him. And they sat in on the trial, too. And Stone had food poisoning, so he had to leave, like, real quickly into the trial. He had to leave because he was looking really sick. And a man, like, right before that happened, somebody collapsed, like, in his trial. Like, it was, It's really weird what's happening. But, uh, you know, Roger really is getting tied up in this. Yeah, that's that's sad. Like... He's a really, he's a really interesting guy over there, and like, I don't know why Bannon's doing all that stuff. Yeah, I don't get Bannon sometimes because he can be really smart and on the money on some stuff, but at the same time, he pushed for Roy Moore. He called Donald Trump Jr. a traitor for the Trump Tower meeting, you know, where he met with that person that told, you know, turned out to be like a total fake, you know, about the. Russia stuff, and then he does this, and I'm like, I don't get Steve sometimes. I, I, Uncle Steve can be great at times, but then he can be disappointing at other times. Yeah, I I think yeah, he's he's a human. You know, they have their ups and they have their downs. Uh, I don't know what's going on in his head. Now, see, that'd be someone I'd really love to get on this show, but I don't know if we'd be able to do that. Yo, if we got Uncle Steve on here, it'd be fun. <laughs> but. Like, like he, he seems like a really smart guy, but you know he does some of this stuff, and it makes you wonder, like what, what really happened over yeah. Know, the and it, may, it really makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah, because Steve, you know, after the Don Jr. thing, he left Breitbart. You know, he was in the White House for a bit, and he had to leave. You know, it's I don't know. I think he is a smart guy, but there's something else about him that, for some reason, just. You know, he winds up in trouble for stuff that will piss off the the people he shouldn't be pissing off. That's the issue. But we'll follow that. Not much has really happened yet, but I have a feeling Roger's going to get hit. I don't know how hard or with, with what charges or what sentencings, if any. But I don't. He's not coming out of that you know scotch free. He's going to get hit because it's in D.C. Obama point uh, judge, I believe. It's. Not gonna. It's not looking good for him. I hate to say it. Well, if Trump, if Trump was smart, he'd give him a pardon. I hope Trump does. He might, but I think that's something. Unfortunately, he might have to wait on. Like, I don't know if he could do it. I don't know when would be the best time to do it. If you know what I mean. I think if he gets a second term, that'd probably be the best time to like, do it. Best time. Like he'll get like you know give a bunch of people pardons who were you know thrown into this witch hunt. And I think he would, actually, because Roger helped his campaign. They talked on the phone a few times. I think Trump would pardon him. I, I, I think so. It's, you know, I, I just don't know when. That, to me, is the question. 
you know, like the people that help you, you have to, you know, you, you ought to go and like help them back. Like he may have done some stupid things. And that's the whole thing with this like witch hunt. I feel like a lot of it was just, you know, people um, doing stupid things like that. Like they're tripping people up into lying. Mm-hmm. I think that's like mostly what this whole like Russia gate thing was. There's an excuse by the Democrats to throw like, procedural things in place and get people you know caught up like when it that's why you like you should never testify like if you can help it like for things like this if you're in politics because they'll find ways and they'll get lawyers gonna look over every single dangle thing that you said and unless you're like bill clinton you can't really get out of it yeah yeah they were trying to do that to alex jones during his trial or his custody battle you know over the sandy hook stuff it was we watched the video Viva Frey did an analysis of uh, Phil and I. We watched it, and the way that the prosecution would just go after Alex was insane. They would say some crazy stuff. Like, when you think out, Al- it makes Alex Jones look like the least crazy guy in the room, you know? And well, he's. Yeah, like they were absolutely terrible. Like, just, they were, they were trying to get him to go and, like, basically, admit, like, oh, are you a monster, Alex Jones? You admit this is something a monster would say? It's just like, what are you doing? Mm. And see, what I do respect about guys like Alex, you know, is even if they're wrong on stuff or, you know, out there on some things, I think Alex is authentic because what he's said, what he's done is stuff that would kill anybody's career. He puts real skin in the game and he stands by it. I mean, he hypes himself up on air and, you know, uh, elevates his character, I guess you could say. But other than that, like, he's still the same guy. Like, it's like Milo. You know, he may be a bit more provocative in his speeches, make some harder, edgier jokes. But, you know, we talked to him on air here, and he's he's the real deal. He's who he is, and that's why I like the guys who are authentic, like Gavin, Milo, Tommy Robinson, Alex Jones. Those people, to me, are like the, the, the more – those are the people we should be keeping, you know, in our movement, not casting them aside or canceling them. It was funny. Milo and uh, Gavin were having lunch uh, in D.C., you know, during a break of the trial and some woman like tweet out a picture of them and she's like oh my god like here are these bigots here are these nazis whatever she said and then she took her water and poured it on them and you know they're laughing about it and then milo posts a uh, image on his telegram the woman that dumped the water on them left her receipt there she left her bill so they had her name <laughs> So they said that right to the cops and Milo said something like, oh, hi, Liz. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I'm like, God, these people aren't thinking. But, yeah. There's some nutty people out there that just think they can, you know, attack people because they disagree with their beliefs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Is there any, I have some other topics on here because there's only like one other real topic and then we should do a political compass test, I think, after the break. Was there anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Uh, I saw oh, Taxi Driver the other day. Well, well, what was that? I saw the movie uh, Taxi Driver the other day. Oh, yes, because that is basically the OG Joker movie. What was that like? It was... I don't know how much you could really compare it to Joker. I mean, there's some definite similarities in there, but, like, I don't know, like, what was that book you were telling me about with the dude with the prostitute who, like, paid him to talk? Oh, that's Catcher in the Rye. I hate that book. It almost seemed a little bit like that. Like, I haven't even read that book, but from your, like, analysis of it, it kind of made me think of that. But it's like some, <laughs> like, dude who's a taxi driver. Like, it was such a bizarre film. 
And it mm-hmm. wasn't like there was as much of the mental illness aspect of it as Joker, but there was definitely like it was definitely an interesting film, especially like the one part. <laughs> like this dude's just bizarre, but he's not like Joker where he's like insanely mentally ill. He's just like a bit weird. Like I don't know if he had like autism or something. Mm-hmm. Like back in the seventies when this was made, but he was just a strange one and like there's the the gun scene that 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 did kind of remind me of Joker. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. There's uh, a a uh, the gun scene where I think it's like in a, where he's watching TV is the exact same thing, pretty much from what I've heard. Uh, it was similar. It was very similar in like the part where like someone tells him like, "Hey, you should get 38." Mm. Blah blah blah. That was exactly like it, but it it was it was similar, but it was it was interesting. Like it, it kind of reminded me of Catcher in the Rye. But and then mm. there was like some politician in there and that was kind of similar, I guess. But yeah, th- this it was it was kind of funny in like a dark humor sort of way. Like I definitely recommend watching it if you got Netflix. I think it's on there. Yeah, it is. I plan on watching it at some point because I haven't seen it. Did you have a topic, Toya? You said. Oh, um, it was just like uh, talking about the Alex Jones and the Milo were having dinner. Um, so I just you mean like, Gavin? Gavin, yeah. yeah. No, I've, out but yeah um i just think like uh, when people get really really uh, riled up and angry um obviously they don't really like uh, think too much like the woman <clears throat> that left her receipt and name there you know <laughs> think better next time but i guess just emotions just clouded your judgment yeah yeah so yeah people are getting way too emotional i mean politics is natural emotional but people get way too emotional oh, about yeah. it oh yeah yeah so that's a lesson i mean there's a lesson behind that too you know don't get like like if you're trying to succeed in the political spectrum or really succeed in any anything don't let your emotions get the better of you Mm -hmm. you know stay try to stay as grounded as you can and let everybody else around you get emotional and then you know the more the more control you have the better decisions you make yeah it's just you know you that's something you have to do um kind of like what we did yeah well and the way i look at it is emotions are a tool you can't let them cloud your judgment but you need to develop your political philosophies your opinions your view of the world with as clear of a mind as possible, as, as rational of a mind as possible. But when you're selling that message, when you're trying to get people behind your cause, that's when you need to crank up the emotions and use it to your advantage to really make your message powerful, to, you know, give, give, give people something interesting to look at. Uh, and I did find that post on Telegram that Milo made with the receipt. And I, I, I probably find this funnier than most people, but it's just me, it was funny how he wore it because he posted a picture of the receipt. And he goes, they left their check behind. Whoops. Hi, Liz. <laughs> so, you know, it's just so funny that, um, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's of all the times like to do that, they do it in that case. So it's just, it's hilarious. And uh, yeah, also Dan Crenshaw was getting uh, groipered. That's going to be my word for this whole th- you know, thing with the people asking these uh, mm-hmm. certain questions at these train point late events. He had a mm-hmm. kind of like a Steven Crowder, like change my mind ripoff where it said, prove me wrong. Uh, he had like a sign and he was outside and they set up a line. Like they set up two lines for questions. And one guy asked a question about Israel, I forget what. And Crenshaw just kind of dodged the question and then started just, you know, saying, oh, you one of those guys. Oh, you're not conservative. Like, look, 
you can calm out on that stuff, but you need to answer their question quickly and you know briskly and swiftly, and then move on to the offensive. And he just didn't do a good job at that. I'm sorry. Like I like Crenshaw, but he just. Uh. We were watching that clip before we walked, came here, and it just. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they're they're, they're not handling these people well. So is he saying basically that you have to be pro-Israel to be conservative? Uh, let me find that clip, actually, because I can play it on here. That just doesn't make any sense. Like, how can you be America first if you're, you know, put another country before yourself? Well, I know. That's the issue. That's really the problem. Like, Like, honestly, like, that's the thing I I, I disagree with a lot of, uh, you know, the milk toast, like, Ben Shapiro. America should be first. Every other country. Yeah, I agree. You, know, you can have a little line. Like, if you want to go and help Israel, sure, you know, whatever. But that shouldn't be a conservative value. It's not America first. I'm just going to play the whole thing right now. Mm-hmm. By the Israeli Defense Force, which consisted of over 200 casualties on June 8th, 1967. All three testify to it being an intentional act attack by Israel. My question is, how could you associate with TPUSA when its leader, Charlie Kirk, called this event sure they can actually hear that? when your Navy brothers yeah. were killed in this event? All right. What do you guys call yourselves? America we first. don't. No, no, no. There's, there's a name for your group, right? America first. No, no, what did you say? Patriots. No, what, what's the name of it? Patriots. Patriots. No, you're, no, you're not conservatives. You're not. No, you think you are. Why not? Here it comes. Bring it out, guys. Let everybody know who you are. Hey, what's up with the line? That's what we're here for. Wait, what's the second line? America first. America first. America first. So, for, for those of you. So for those of you who are new to this and you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on here, you've got a bunch of guys. We're asking questions. You're all, they're all guys. They got one girl. That's good. She said we could ask you any question. Yeah, and I've already answered that one to the rest of you. What do you guys call the Groppers? It's a very strange name. It's a very strange name. And so, and so these guys, these guys, these guys are the kind of the alt-right 2.0. And uh, they're they're deeply anti-Semitic. They only care about a couple issues that have to do with Israel. Answer the question. They'll ask questions about the USS Liberty. They'll ask questions like that. They'll ask questions about you're dodging. Why we we give aid to answer the question. Filibuster. Prove me wrong. What they'll try to do is they'll frame they'll frame these questions in sort of a in a way that seems reasonable, right? It's reasonable to ask about history and the USS Liberty. Sure. And then I would tell you that there was about six government official investigations into that incident, and it was deemed that it was an accident. Okay, so that's that's the answer to your question. But but why do you think they're... Okay, so I just finished on our end. As you yeah. can see, he doesn't answer that... I'm sorry, he doesn't handle the question well. No. No, he doesn't. Because um, you're giving them what they want, which is you dodging yeah. the question. You right. can't do that. And the worst part is he had a question like that asked at, at him in a previous event. Yes. Like you have, like, you know that this is probably going to be asked again. So now you have time to like, you know, think of uh, a response, response or yeah. whatever. Um, God, I, I didn't, I don't know what's going on there. And I, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's going on there. Cause it's like, he's, I mean, you know, 
Dad Crenshaw, he's he's a he's a bright guy. He's you know, you know. I, I'm just. I really don't care for. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but I mean, but I mean, I'm saying the the guy has intelligence. He has you know speaking ability, and he can can debate. It's just like it, it's almost. It was almost like um, it's either a you you were ignorant on the subject or if it was a willful ignorance on the subject and it's not hard i mean look i and and i i get that you know that and they're that the israel like, like the israel thing can be kind of a pain in the butt to kind of try to answer or whatever especially but it's if you don't answer it the first time or you try to dodge it it's not going to go away yeah yeah like and you got to answer it. You know, like eventually, you got to answer it. Well, and I look as you've seen, Phil. I've had to deal with some of these alt right uh, people that press mm -hmm. me on this stuff because I'm yeah. the turn point president here, and yeah. I answer their questions honestly. And then if they keep, you know, asking it after I give an answer, I just tell them I give you an answer. Stop, you know, uh, you know, uh, mind reading me because they'll start coming up with all kinds of silly stuff. Like they've called me a sellout. They've called me a fake conservative. They call me all kinds of totally false names. And I'm happy to debate them and talk to them. I'm fine with it. And I'll answer questions. Like one guy kept pressing me on the BDS movement. Look, I don't even know what the BDS movement is. I know it's like some pro-Palestine thing, but that's it. I don't know what they really stand for, what they do. I think they boycott or something. Like I really don't know. Boycott, divest, sanction. I think yeah. it's just obsession at this point. Like they have a obsession. weird Israel fetish. Yeah. Like there's the conservatives that have a weird Israel fetish where they just talk about how much they love Israel. Then you have these alt writers that have an anti-Israel fetish where they just keep talking about how much they hate Israel. And I'm like, guys, well, well, let, I don't. Let's, let's, let's be fair. Like, why why are we doing this constant thing with Israel? Like, why is that such a big political thing today? Why why do conservatives like? And that's the thing. And that's a fair question. No, I know. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and it's not like okay. So if you want to if you want to do, if you want to answer it, like, well, I mean, there's a number of ways. I get. I am assuming you could answer it, but like, what? Like, pick one. Yeah. Like, don't dodge a question. Yeah, exactly. If like, oh, if you want to answer it, like, oh, well, we do a lot of trade with them. Uh, there's a lot. There's you know a lot of uh, there's like military strategy. Uh, there's shipping strategy. Whatever. Yeah. It's a, there, there's ports that lit that you know that make it for uh, Middle East friendly or something like that. You could you could try to do that, or it's like, or if it's like, uh, well, you know, Israel's the holy. I I don't. You could make legitimate like arguments. I don't like I don't like that one. I don't either. Like, and this is why I tell people is that. I don't care a lot about this issue about right. Israel Palestine because I'm more yeah. worried about stuff happening here. Yes, does this affect us? Yes. But look, I don't like Israel and I don't really like Palestine either. So I'm kind I mean, of confused on the issue. I don't know which side should really support, but I don't think we should be giving Israel that much money. But at the same time, I understand that foreign aid is a leverage thing, it's a strategic thing. You can use that to your advantage and it's a bit more complicated than just giving them money. And I tell these all right yeah. people, I'm like, look, I'm not even supporting Israel. I'm not even supporting Palestine. I don't even support BDS because you wanna know why? With BDS, I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. And the adult thing to do when you don't know enough about something is to not shoot your mouth about it. If you're ignorant, shut up. If you know what you're talking about, talk about it. 
But if I know I nothing mean, about I, economics, I'm not going to go like, oh, I, I know what the all these things mean and I can predict, you know, economic trends. You know, I, I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to start, you know, shoot my mouth on it. I mean, maybe I'll give a prediction or a guess, but I'm not going to act like an expert. I'm not going to take a hard stance. I, that, that's not, I don't think what I'm doing at all is any, you know, it should be what more people are doing, I think. I don't think what I'm doing is wrong at all. Okay, well, basically, if you look at the majority of our members in Turning Point, no one gives a poop. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a poop about um, the whole Israel BDS. Yeah, nobody really cares. Yeah, no I one mean, cares. I mean, really. really I, I mean, I, if, I was, if I was to say anything, it would probably be our relationship with Israel probably has something to do with military technology. That's probably... It's probably what it is because you we have a lot we fund their i mean we fund their stuff like the iron dome david sling you know a lot of their anti-ballistic stuff and we do get a lot of we do get a lot of uh like military intelligence from from those like from those anti-ballistic stuff and you know and it helps develop stuff because all of all of the, all of israel's anti-ballistic stuff is coming from u.s companies like radeon mm -hmm. uh, lockheed martin uh, like uh, like that uh, and, and i'm like and that's fine and that's fine but like you know i i don't just give me an answer. Yeah. Just give me an answer. I know. Man. And I've told these alt-right people, I'm like, hey, come up to us after a turning point meeting or even during one. Just talk to me about it. Like, I'm willing to talk about it. It's just I'm yeah. not going to talk about something I don't know a lot about or care a lot about. It's like it, marijuana. I don't know a lot about it. I don't care much about it. It's like, yeah, one of them, one of them, one of them told me, oh, you got to read this book. The, <laughs> it's called The Israel, Israel Lobby. Um well, to be fair, there is a lot of lobbying if you go and look. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, but there's a lot of lobbying all around the world. I like know every country has a lobby. I mean, APAC, that's not really. APAC doesn't have to go through the same hoops that other foreign countries, like aid to foreign countries, do. That's one thing. Yeah, but there's a lot of other long-standing. Like we we've been their ally probably longer than anybody. Like there's that there's a whole lot of. Like out of all the countries in the world, I think that's like the one country we've probably been uh, allies with the longest. Uh, I, I maybe maybe even no, longer than England. No. I mean, we were allied with like England and stuff since like yeah. World War One. Israel didn't even exist at that point. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but we haven't been all we haven't been like all great with England. Like, well, I mean, we I mean, have. I mean, it's be it's fair. been very. It's a rocky, like the, the 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 relationship with England is a rocky one. It's well, not. Yeah, we've been pretty good with them since like the War of eighteen twelve. Like that was the last time we really had any major problems. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, from you know, from from a trade standpoint, from like there's 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 a number of ways to look at it, but like, um, but yeah. All right, so now we're going to do the political compass test. If you go to politicalcompasstest.org, you can do it too. Find out where you align. I'm not the biggest fan of this test, but everybody kind of does it, so we're going to see where we align. I've done it twice. This will be my third time. I think this is Tavir's first time. Alex, you've done it a couple times. Uh, Phil, how many have you done this one before? I have not. Okay, so it's the first time for two of us. So we're going to see where we align. So first question 
If economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Uh, I'm going to say agree. I'm not hard on that one. Yeah, I like that answer. I'm disagreeing with that. Ooh. You think so? No. I don't know. I'd always. I mean, I, but but that's not a. That's not honestly. That's not a clear question. Uh, that's the problem what with this test. By, what do you mean by humanity, and what do you mean by transnational corporations? Like yeah. exactly, because it great because you break those terms. You could break those terms down so well. Like I, that. Okay, I will say that is the biggest problem with this test. Is you, mm -hmm. it, it's too general, and there's so many specific cases where I would disagree. So for yeah. this one. I might even strategically say disagree for it to be more accurate. Yeah. I think I'm going to say disagree. All right. Yeah, that's fair. So the second question, I always support my country whether it's right or wrong. I do strongly disagree on that. Mm, well, well, again, it depends on. Well, I'll say uh, disagree. Again, depends. It depends. Right. So where, where are you at in your life, right? If you're just a normal civilian, then yeah. But if you're in the military or you're like, if you're in the military, heck yeah, you're, you're going to back up your country right or wrong. Like, but then again, you know, you're, you swear to protect, you know. Yeah. It's, again, it's a hard one. And you, 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 the thing is like, you can say it for like I'm, all these questions is like, it depends. Yeah. Cause like I'm a, I'm a military, you know, I was in the military for a while that like, you know, next question is no one chooses his or her country of birth. So it's foolish to be proud of it. Disagree. I strongly I disagree. disagree. Strongly disagree. Yeah. Are, Are we all going to go for the same answers? No, you don't have to. Cause if yeah. this happens. No, we're picking our own answers, but yeah. if we do. No, I know, but like this might lead up to like picking our own answers. Uh, one um, opinion might be influenced by another opinion. So in the end, we're going to, I'm not saying we we're have to. We're biasing each other. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. we'll have interesting results. Oh, well. Our race has, well, our race. One of us, <laughs> okay, we all have, this is going to be a different one. Our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. Everyone is stupid. This is one of those questions that's entirely like, Okay, well, on what race do they mean? Are they specifically saying like white people? Or are they saying like just enter enter your own enter your own race? Quality? I think is what it means. What, what do they mean by superior qualities? Does that mean that everyone else has inferior qualities? Like that's what it mean implies. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. So I'd say strongly disagree. Asians are smarter. <laughs> that's racist. Well, if I strongly disagree, does that mean that other races? Hmm. That's true. There's so many ways to look at that question, honestly. It's not as clear because it seems. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'd say agree, because in some cases it can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. Agree. Yeah, I strongly agree with that. I think <laughs> a lot of these international laws that they have, like it does not happen in the real world or it shouldn't happen in the real world. Like, do you think mm. people are really going to care? Like, you think Al-Qaeda or whatever, like ISIS is going to care about international laws when they go and like... Exactly. Yeah, and no. most of most of the time, when you're talking about like the Geneva Conventions, we're probably the only country that actively follows it to the letter, anyway. Oh yeah, Europe does, but they never declare war on anyone, so it doesn't really matter, anyways. Next question: There is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. I'd say agree. I disagree with that. I think that makes. I think it's actually interesting. Like the more fusion of information and entertainment, like that's actually good things. People Could actually be. learn stuff. Ooh, that's all. I'm gonna say agree. But I I do know where you're coming from on that. Uh, that's a valid point. Good to have differences. 
People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. I tend to agree. Yeah, I agree with that. If you're like super rich, they're probably going to be more like than people, you know, who are poor within their same country. Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. See, I think they're both important. Well, yeah, like, what, what do you mean? Like, you should, I don't think we should really be controlling unemployment at all. Like that, like how how can you really do that? Just hire more people for the government oh, and just let yeah. things be free. I'm gonna say disagree. I I don't know on that one. I, they should give you a neutral option. I think mm. the eight values one sometimes is a little better because it gives you that option. Nuance. 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 <laughs> because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. I'd say strongly agree personally. I'm disagreeing some, with that. Some. I, I, I'd agree some. Not mm. not strongly, but yeah, definitely some. It's my authoritarian side coming out. From each according to his ability to each according to their need is a fundamentally good idea. Now, no. that is a Marx quote for the record. As a Karl Marx quote, I'm going to disagree. I forget exactly what it means. I think it has to do with like redistribution of wealth. Yeah, so, yeah, like... Basically, from each according to his ability, like, so, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's basically give people who need more, or even though, like, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's I'll say strongly disagree. Yeah, it's communism. It's a sad reflection of our society that something as basic as drinking water is now bottled, branded consumer product. No, I disagree. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Like, it's helped people before. Like, if you ever had, you know, a... Uh, oil water advisory no one wants to deal with that just buy a bottle of water yeah land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold whoa strongly disagree because that implies it's owned by the government or it's abolish private property yeah pretty much (laughs) it is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society yeah. I, I disagree with that because, you know, people make money off, of, like, they'll be, like, off sports stupid. players, and, you know, at least people manipulate money do more than people, you know, like, you want to talk about the grand scheme of things, mm. like, there's tons of jobs out there, like, you know, manipulating money isn't that bad, and you start looking at some of these other ones, like, you're, like, in, like Snapchat models, like, the premium Snapchatters out there. Mm, yeah. Protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. I totally agree. That's like Trump's tariffs, you know, fighting back against China. Totally agree. Uh, the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver profit to its shareholders. I wouldn't say it's the only responsibility, but that's kind of the point of a company. Yeah, like what else do they want them to do? I'm going to... Ooh, that's a hard one. Because I wouldn't say it's their only social responsibility, so I'm going to say... Oh, God. I'm going to say Disagree. I don't like that question, but I'm going to say disagree. I'm already hating this thing. I know. It's terrible. I, I strongly agree with that one. Let's, let's keep going. The rich are too highly taxed. Strongly agree. I agree with that. Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Strongly agree. Yep. Government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. Oh, I agree with that. 100%. I agree. If you flat out lie to people, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. violation. Yeah. The genuine a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Strongly agree. The freer the market, the freer the people. Agree. Strongly agree. 
Yeah, strongly with that. We're halfway through, boys. Almost halfway through, I should say. Abortion, when a woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. Mandatory abortions, please. (laughs) State enforced abortions. Loki want to die. Yes. (laughs) No, that's messed up. I'm going to say agree. I hate that question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that either because there's like there's of course there's like uh, I I don't know. I I feel like there's exceptions, but those exceptions are a very, very small slice, you know, like, no, you you, you just need discipline. You need discipline. Yeah. You need a two dollar condom. (laughs) All authorities should be questioned. Strongly agree. I agree to some extent. I mean, there's. At some point, I think, you know, there's some... There's some yeah. trust, but I always question it. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Agree? I agree yeah. yeah, I'll say strongly. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. Wait, it's basically yeah. saying we shouldn't have to give... Um, if there's a museum or theater that cannot survive on its own, taxpayer money shouldn't be going to it. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I've, I've I worked kind of at a agree. museum before. Yeah, they can exist. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory, which I think means required. Yes. No, uh, I strongly agree with that one. I so disagree. I've had people in class like who did not want to be there, and it made my life you know, mm. terrible. That's yeah. true. I under- That's a good point. I would only say disagree because I believe that an educated public is better and i think that needs to be pushed but it is a good point like i could go either way on that all people have their rights but it's better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind what do they mean by kind does that mean race gender or class does it like if you said the opposite of that would that mean that everyone should be mixed with everyone yeah I'm going to say disagree for strategic. Strongly disagree because, you know, you need all kinds of people in your life. Yeah, I'll say. It's like self-segregate. Like that um, whole uh, Latino um, dorm. Yeah. um, yeah, You're self-segregating yourself. And that's not necessarily necessarily healthy. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Strongly agree. I'm just going to say agree. Disagree. Depends what you mean by spank. Spank your kids. (laughs) Spank your kids. Give them the I kind of disagree. No, you psych major, you. Spank them. <laughs> it's natural for I'm children. Mom, would not like us right now. <laughs> no, I know. I always say in some cases, and spanking sounds harsher than it should be. Mm-hmm. It's I've, not, I've had to deal with kids before. I, I think there's a there's there's a time. It's a lazy not, way like some kids, to discipline like, what kids. Else gonna do? It's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Of course. Strongly agree. Yeah. Possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. Disagree. <laughs> I know people are going to disagree with me on that. The prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. Well, I strongly agree with that one. I say it's more than finding a job. It's also being qualified for a job. So I'm going to say agree. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. Loki offended. <laughs> I'm offended. Um, I'm going to say that's disagree. A, that's a tough one. Yeah, I get so where it's what, coming what, from. What, what is, what is, what is What's that a, exactly? Yeah. Like Down syndrome, I guess, or like... 
Dude, everyone has a recessive uh, uh, quality in them where, you know, they have the capabilities of producing, you know, uh, people's disabilities, but... Well, and here's the thing, too, well, I mean, is, I like... I guess you, like, sound with, like, a serious... Like, I have a buddy of mine who has had this congenital foreign diabetes that, like... Yeah. He's really messed mm. up, but I don't think he shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. Well, and I don't think it's something the government should be enforcing. Like, for no. my brother, for example, who has many loyal listeners and is autistic, he's not going to reproduce because he doesn't... Number one, I don't think he knows how to. But number two, he's like women aren't gonna be with him. It's like, like a I hate product. to say it. It's like natural about, selection like, and sexual selection take over. What if he finds like an equally, you know? <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, but that's not not gonna happen. Yeah, basically. and if it does, then good for him. It, well, who knows? I mean, what if he discovers a dating app or something? <laughs> Does no. he know the concept of dating? Do you remember the show Atypical? Yeah, I do. I do, Alex. We're going to watch season three soon. Yeah. We got to watch that. We're going to give a reaction well, to that. It's going to be funny. Hurt. We, we got we, to we do that. Maybe we can do that tonight. That show's funny. Uh, in in a bad tonight. way. Okay, if not, we'll do another night. The most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. Agree. I disagree. With that. I disagree. Uh, I, I understand the importance of discipline. But I don't think it's the most important thing for children to learn. There are no savage and civilized people. There are only different cultures. Oh, I strongly agree. No, strongly disagree. Some cultures are better than others, like the ones that don't push gays off of buildings. Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. Strongly agree. When you are troubled, it's better not to think about, but to keep busy Wait, with what? more cheerful things. What does this have to do with politics, though? It's about philosophy or how you view I things. I agree with that to a certain extent. Me too. Yeah, you kind of have to. But you also need to think about your... I mean, yeah, I'm going to say agree. Well, it depends, because, you know, if you're just going to keep things in you, then it's just going to blow up eventually, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I would say disagree. Yeah, you could go either way on yeah. that. I wouldn't fault anyone. First-generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. Slight agree. Um, I think it's second-generation when they actually get pretty yeah. integrated. What's good for the most successful corporation is always ultimately good for all of us. Disagree. I disagree with that. No broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. Um, I agree. Yeah. Next page. We're getting there. We might go over to the next hour, but that's okay. Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Yeah, they are. It's not necessarily mean it's a good or bad thing, but, you know. A significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments and delay process in a democratic political system. I mean, yeah. I agree with that. That's pretty true. It's true, but that doesn't mean it's good, you know? Well, technically, it's not really what's asking. It just says that's a significant advantage of it. Yeah. I'm going to say disagree only for strategic reasons. Even though I agree with that statement, I'm just going to say disagree for strategic reasons. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Disagree well, strongly. Disagree with that. <clears throat> yeah. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. Strongly agree. We don't mm-hmm. use it enough. <laughs> yep. Dictator Phil is probably putting strong. Couldn't strongly agree with that more. In a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be commanded. Agree. I hate agree. to say it life 
Yeah, you need hierarchies. Abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. I, I don't know. I, I mean, hate that question because I don't consider it all art, but anything can be art. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, weird. and that's another one of those things. That, that's another one of those questions that's not like specific enough to really give a good answer. Yeah, I'm just gonna say disagree. I, I, you could go either way on that. Oh, in criminal justice, mm. punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Depends. There's so that many depends. Of, and there's so many yeah. different kinds of crimes out there. Where what about right. in general then? What about in general? Okay, well, well, are I you talking about like um, infractions, misdemeanors? Like most I, crimes, there of all the crimes committed, should mostly punishment be the right solution? What is the most general crime for us? Well, most crime, yeah, that's yeah. true. What are they? Are what they? is most crimes? Like yeah. when what, what well, the driver, he should be punished first, and then you is know work on rehabs. That no, should be a secondary mm -hmm. part. Of it. I'm going to say agree, but that one, that's a hard I mean, one. You, you could go agree or disagree depending on what it is. Like Yeah, you really could. It is a waste of time to try to rehabilitate some criminals. Be specific Strongly with agree. Criminals. Be specific but with some. drug criminals, some. Um, robberies. What some. are you talking about, I guess? Yeah. Do you think, here, think of it this way. Do you think there are some criminals that have no hope in ever being re rehabilitated? Yeah, there are some. But are you so talking about like agree. felonies or, you know? Yeah, so you would agree then. I guess, yeah. Yeah, at the very minimum, mm -hmm. you'd agree. Mm -hmm. The business person, the manufacturer, more important than the writer and the artist. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree, yes. but it's implying that because culture is important, but yeah, uh, you know, culture is important. Yeah, but, but you can't you know, have not when you're not when your economy's failing. Exactly. Not, not, not at the failure of the economy. No. Yeah, I agree. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Well, if totally. they're a mom, then that's their responsibility. If you have though. a child, you yeah. better make sure she's taken care of. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's saying. So we'd all yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I strongly agree. Multinational co companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. How so? I strongly disagree. I disagree. I think, uh, yeah. Except disagree. maybe China. I mean, China. I mean, there's certain ones that are, yeah, mm -hmm. but like not well, everybody. Plant genetic resources, like that's yeah, a humanity thing. Like who? No yeah. one owns like the plants. <laughs> that's true too. Who owns Again, the plants? Lack specifics. Yeah, that's the problem with this test, but. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll roll fit. Making peace yeah. with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. Strong disagree. Uh, I think to a certain extent, I agree with that. To a certain extent. Yeah, me too. I mean, you don't want to make enemies of everyone, but we're pretty anti-establishment on this show. Astrology. Astrology <laughs> accurately weird. explains many things. Strong Strongly disagree. disagree. <laughs> if anybody puts I agree... I strongly agree. You need to be taking a different test. I'll just say that. You cannot... What was that last question again? Astrology. Astrology, astrology accurately explains many things. Yeah. Uh, uh. You cannot be moral without being religious. Disagree. Strongly disagree, even though yeah. I think religion's important in society. Yeah. I'm going to just say disagree ancient for strategic. Egyptian yeah. religion. You still ancient Egyptian religious? Hey, that's a pretty good um, religion, though. I guess so. We looked into it, though. Better than Christianity, no Disagree. Mm -hmm. Charity is better mm -hmm. than Social Security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. I disagree. I strongly agree. I, I, I hate Social Security. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say probably I agree. I yeah, would say in a like... perfect world, agree, but not in today's world. Yeah. Some people well, are... are 
What? I think a certain extent, Social Security kind of took away all funding from the other charities that existed. You could say that. Um, some people are naturally unlucky. Yeah. 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 My Our brother's a perfect example. Yeah. My brother's yeah. just natural, literally naturally know, unlucky. Yeah, I know someone born into poverty, like legit poverty. She's very unlucky with her life, but she's trying. It is important that my child's school instills religious values. Disagree. No. No. Oh. Nah. Evolution over. No. Well, that's not necessarily religious value. Evolution's different. Well, why are you talking about religious values? Like though? being nice to people. Well, it goes for any that's culture, though. To be even no, ancient Egyptian culture, they talk about being nice to people. Religious value. Well, yeah. nice treating like no. chivalry—that's a religious value. Ancient Egyptians, probably. Uh, okay. Debatable. Yeah, that one. I disagree with it, but I think that's Again, not so not black specific. and white. Again, this is one of those ones that's not not specific enough to really answer. Because people don't realize how many of our values are rooted in Christianity. Yeah. That's the thing. There's ancient Egyptians. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> We're sending you to Egypt, and you can tell us about their values. How about that? No, ancient Egypt. Like, send me a time machine. I'll go back. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 to, I'll get DeLorean. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sex outside marriage is usually immoral. Hmm. <laughs> okay, but I know what Ben Shapiro would say. Uh, I'm going to say strongly disagree. Hmm. How is it immoral? Rip religious values, Sean. Uh, yeah, that's a religious value that should be changed. A same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. That's a hard one for me. I'm strongly disagreeing with that. Watch your whole Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm just going to say agree. So far, I know someone who's uh, raised in that. Um, How'd they turn out? Oh, fine. She plays the... Uh, I mean, it was in high school. She plays the violin. That's all I know about her. But a very nice person. Okay. Yeah. Pornography depicting consensual adults should be legal for the adult population. I agree. Agree. It's degenerate, yeah. but I agree. Yeah. What goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's say you have a brother and a sister. Ooh. Well, it's consenting, though, but, you know... They're both consenting, but they're both brother yeah. and sister. And they hey, want if that West, if that West Virginia company uh, couple wants to, you know, have a relationship, that's no business of the government. <laughs> well, yeah, but what if they have like twenty incest babies, and then they're all like have to be put on together? Well, that's West Virginia's problem. That's not mine. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. In the state near you, no one can feel naturally homosexual. <laughs> Strongly disagree. What do they mean by naturally? Yeah, that's not that's not really a like what. I don't know. What do you that's mean natural? I think they're 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 saying like homosexuality is not something that is natural. Is it based in genetics? Has there been evidence mm, that yeah. is actually based in genetics? Oh yeah, there's and there's like plenty, but you can say there are more theories. But there are uh, testing on like for example the uh, the index finger, the two D versus forty. Like it's been shown like I'm um, a gay man have like uh, this um 
you know the uh, the ratio of like the 2d versus a uh, 40 fingers versus like you know straight men so no, i say stuff like and one, also i think it has to do with like maybe the hippocampus this one part of the hippocampus where it um controls like a uh, sexual behavior so it's like a just stuff like that but it's like kind of theory but it's not exactly like a known oh and there's also i guess the mom mother hypothesis where you know they're looking into it though but there's just like many theories of like uh um how are there gay people out there so i'm taking an evolution uh, sex class on it so yeah that's an important class well it's interesting though because like when you think about that like there'd be a one-to-one with twin studies if this was 100 percent inherited and you'd all like another interesting yeah. thing too is a lot of like people who are homosexual or sexually abused as a child. Like, look at Milo; he was. Yeah, I think it's a combination of nature and nurture. To be honest, nature versus nurture, though. Honestly. I don't think it's versus. I think it's and nature um, and nurture. Nature and nurture, but the yeah. debate's usually nature versus nurture. I know, and I think that's the both. problem with the debate. It's like it's got to be one or the other. Where I think it can be both or a mixture. Well, the science community, yeah. everything's noise. No, yeah, yeah, everything is. These days, openness about sex has gone too Agreed. far. I strongly agree. agree. I strongly agree. Well, what do they mean? Because, like, the pride parades, I say go too far, but I think. I Just in the media, Miley Cyrus, the whole, like, a twerking on stage, um, you know. Yeah, like, I guess I agree. Music, yeah. Going into, like, drag shows at, like, age five. Well, yeah. now we get to well, see. The, yeah. 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 So everybody's got their answers punched in? Yeah. Okay, time to see where we stand on this thing. Bum, 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 bum. You have to scroll down to the bottom, I think. Oh, I am still exactly where I thought I'd be. Huh. I am center-right libertarian, only a little bit. Dude, I'm like a like left authoritarian. What? <laughs> oh, no, you're not. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You keep saying you're a lefty. I'm like, no, you're not, Tahrir. You're not I a liberal. No, you're not. Okay, everybody, take a screenshot and post it in the chat. So I can compare them all, uh, see where we all land. I don't know. I think Kanye. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you're authoritarian as my God. That's the word I can't. Actually, I dropped a bit from the last time I did this. See, I thought I'd be more authoritarian because I've gotten more authoritarian. I felt. I really think I have. Did you post yours, Tyler? No, I'm looking. I'm doing it right now. Oh, Phil. Phil, you're such a radical centrist. He's a centrist. <laughs> Cock, cock. Did I, did I, did I not tell you that yeah. I'm like, that yeah. I'm as central as it gets? And I told you, Tavir, that you were more right wing than me on some things. You no, didn't I believe me, and you are, you but are. To, to okay, be well, fair, I think, to, to be, be fair, fair, this test is not accurate. Yeah, to be fair, this is not very accurate. I know, I mean, but it gives you a relative sense, I think. Mm. You know, like I'm not far right. I'm not super authoritarian. I'm not even super libertarian. I'm kind of, I've always thought I'm kind of centristy. And Phil, I'd say the same thing about you. Um, I think I'm very central. I'm, I, I think I am kind of, because I, I have certain things that I'm, you know, that I'm left leaning about. And yeah. there's certain things that I'm right leaning about. And yeah. it's just, you know. Yeah. And if I don't post these screenshots in the video for whatever reason, uh, Alex aligned. Uh, on the, the uh, x-axis he's right in the middle of the right uh, side and then he's authoritarian about halfway up so he's like halfway on the right halfway up on the authoritarian about and then I am a little bit to the right and then a little bit down so I'm like 
a centristy eh, libertarian. Sean's a centrist. Mm. <laughs> Phil's more of a centrist. Phil he is literally he's literally dead center and then down a bit. So he's a centrist libertarian. Uh, and then uh, Tahrir is a little bit more to the right than me and a little bit more down than me, I think. So you are a right-leaning libertarian. So the most extreme is technically Alex, then the most centrist is Phil. And, and Tahrir and I are kind of in between there. I'm more towards Phil and you're a bit little, little away from me, but I, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Well, that was fun. I'm glad we got to do that. We talked about doing this, and we finally did. So, great job, guys. Did the most inaccurate political test ever. That everybody yes. does. Tommy Robinson was a, a radical centrist, too. People call him, like, this, like, right-wing extremist, and he was a radical centrist. So, funny, funny, funny. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.